Okay, good morning. Today's daf is daf is nausea, daf bays. Brand new Masechta. Uh, very excited to start something new and uh, yeah, let's we'll get involved. It's very interesting. Um, the uh, today's shir is Li'ilu Nishmas Tzvi Ben Chaim and Chana Rivka Bas Fivel Shraga Hakohen. May the Neshamas have an Aliyah and may the memory be a blessing. The uh, let's just do a little bit about a nazir. Um, interesting if you notice the last Masechta was called Nidarim in plural vowels and this Masechta is called Nazir in singular. One expl- I think there's a simple explanation, maybe it doesn't go to the depth of it, is that the Dorim are prevalent, or people saying well, it's Nazirus, and or people becoming a Nazir, a person becoming a Nazir, is quite a rare phenomena. You almost call it a phenomena. So maybe that's why it's in singular, much more focused, but either way, that's something, an interesting observation. So, amazingly enough, there are eight negative, the Rambam lists eight negative commandments and two positive commandments associated with being a Nazir. What he's not allowed to do and what he, what he has to do. Um, I'm not going to go list the mitzvahs now, but we'll get through. Um, being a Nazir is a type of neder. And as we'll see, it follows on from the Torah. That's why I said in some ways you won't even notice that we're in a new Masechta because of how following. Um, and therefore, just as when a person takes a neder, it's binding on themselves, so too when a person takes a vow to be a Nazir, it is also binding on themselves. Again, that's through the declaration. And it also can be undone with Shailas Chochom or Hafora. Um, just if a person regrets their neder, either, remember we learned about a charata or... Um, what's the word? Charata or... Regret or... Pardon? Petach. An opening. Either through a, a regret or an opening. So too, by Nazirus, and just as a father can cancel his daughter's vows... And a husband can cancel his wife. I was like, can also cancel their nazirus. So those, that it's very, very, basically the exact same as a neder. One of the main distinction is when a person accepts to be a nazir, the, it's a built-in framework, a built-in set of regulations. No, as we've discussed, when you want to be a, when a person takes a neder, they can take a neder on a specific loaf of bread on all bread. They can make it for. As, however short or however long they want, there's very it's very flexible, you know, in that they choosing the isur. Whereas vanzirus, that comes when a person accepts, takes a vow to be an, a nazir. That's a set. Uh, that's that's that comes with a set uh, a set gu- a set framework, set rules, and uh, three of the primary restrictions of the nazir. I'll obviously go into those. Is they're not allowed to drink wine or eat grapes of any grape products. Can't eat the grape peel, they can't have grape juice, they can't have wine. They can't, that's the one. Second one is they're not allowed to shave their hair, have a haircut or shave. And the third one is they're not allowed to become tome mace. So those are the three requirements. And then there's also a set procedure to get out of being, a, not get out of being, and when you finish on a zeros, there's a set procedure. And that's also important. And another netter, when the term of the netter ends, you say, I take a netter to not eat carbs for the next month. When that month ends, your netter dissipates. With Nazirus, there's a whole 
um, ritual that he has to go through. He has to shave all his hair, all his hair, and he has to uh, bring specific korbanos so that there's a very set way to to conclude Naziris. It's also very interesting halachas around if a Nazir becomes Tomei Mace. If he becomes Tomei Mace, it cancels all the Naziris that he kept up to there. So he has to restart his term. And he also, before he restarts, he has to well, purify himself and bring certain korbanos. So those are those are some of the uniqueness of a Norok, of becoming a Nazir compared to other types of Nadorim, yes. So a stam, oh, so interesting enough, it's what we call a stam Nazirus. Unspecified, a standard term of Nazirus is 30 days. So a person says, I will be a Nazir, that's for 30 days. We'll see in the Gemara where it gets that from. But actually, it's, I found it fascinating. Let's learn out from the, the, the extra word Yihiyeh, and the Gematria of Yihiyeh is Yud, which is 10, Hey, which is 5, Yud is 10, and Hey is 5, is 30. So we're like, ah, He'll be a Nazir for 30 days. I mean, I don't know, I'm trying, I think there might be two or three places in Shas um, can correct me, but very rare that we find Gematria as a, that we learn out of Halacha. It's not, uh, it's not the only time. I do remember others. I can't think of the example offhand. I know there are others. But it's very rare that Gematria, we learn out of Halacha from a Gematria. But that's, uh, that's where we learn out that a standard series. But he can accept upon himself to be a Nazi for 60 days or longer. Um, I don't remember if he can... Oh, I don't think it's... I think he can accept for 45 days. I don't remember. No. He can also accept multiple terms of Nazirus. Actually, so, I mean, that would be a slight difference whether he's accepting one long term, I'll be a Nazi for the rest of the year, or for, for a year, or if he accepts, I'll accept 12 sets of Nazirus. That's, that's another possibility. In fact, there are three types of... Nazis will discuss. The one is what we've basically just been discussing is a regular Nazir. Another type we'll come across is a Nazir Oilam, someone who accepts to be a Nazir forever. And a third uh, um, interesting halacha with a Nazir Oilam, at certain points he's allowed to shave. So he doesn't get, uh, he has a little bit of leeway if he accepts to be a Nazir forever, there are certain times when he's allowed to shave. Um, and then the third type of Nazir is a Nazir Shimshon. Very similar to, you know, Shimshon, he was a Nazir from birth. And one of the big differences with the Nazir Shimshon is that he's allowed to um, become Tom and Mace. I mean, which is, I think is interesting, but that was Shimshon's uh, big role was uh, defeating the Plishtim in battle and rescuing the Jews from them. So it was essential. But that's a Nazir Shimshon. He is allowed to become Tom and Mace. Um, okay, so those we'll get to discuss. Um, just anyway, can you be a Nazir nowadays? Can you be a Nazir nowadays? So, so, so you can. Uh, many hold you can. The difficulty is you can't get out of it. Because remember, to end your Naziris, you have to bring Korbanos, which we can't. There's a famous... Um, I think his name is Rav David Nazir. The Rav Nozir, not very famous, um, well known. He was a Talmud, a Talmud, if I remember correctly, of Rav Cook. Very, very close to Rav Cook. Some of a lot of the, I think a lot of the writings we have from Rav Cook were edited or published by <coughs> Harav Hanazir. He was a Roshiva in Merkaz Arab. That's uh, 
of Cook's yeshiva. So, uh, yeah, he was a Nazir. He actually wanted his children to be Nazirs as well. He wasn't just a Nazir. He was, uh, I mean, it wasn't his only uh, surprising and uh, unique characteristic that he was a Nazir. In general, he lived like a very, what's it, ascetic, pious life. He never, he never, he was a vegetarian. He wouldn't even, never mind he was a vegetarian, he wouldn't even wear leather. Um, so he was a very interesting, uh, a huge Hamad Chacham, and, uh, but live, lived in a different uh, framework of existence to us. He was in a different uh, plane of existence to us. Um, in, uh, in modern times, again, he could never get out of his Nazirus because of uh, the Korbanas, but it does seem that you're allowed to. Um, yeah. 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 So I mean, there is such a concept of that, but yeah, it is very. It, I don't think he was a. I wouldn't. I don't. I'm not saying it in a. In a. I'm not saying that has for Shalom in a degrading way, but he lived in a different uh, playing field, uh, a different plane of existence to us. He accepted upon himself, and he lived a very, very pious life. Um, ah, so that's an important question. I think we can ask two questions similar to that. What is the purpose of being a Nazir? And is it a good or a bad thing? Is it a good thing to be a Nazir? Okay, so there is the possibility. It doesn't mean you have to do it. Like we saw with Nadorim. As Nadorim have halachas and they're there and they're high and clad, but mostly it's a negative thing to take about, as we saw throughout the Masechta. So that, that's a discussion that will come up. It's two approaches, and I think largely it depends on the person's motivation, whether it's a good or a bad thing. And what was your, sorry, what was the question, specific question you asked? Ah, the purpose. Ah. So, in some ways, there's an aspect of Kedusha separating, and we generally don't speak of it in a, necessarily in a positive, but separating yourself from uh, this world, wanting to uh, um, an aspect of, of phrases like this extreme piety, that would be the good thing. Remember, we saw in the Dorim, who was it, Rabbi Shimon? Rabbi Shimon HaTzadik said there was no Noz, what's it Rabbi Shimon HaTzadik, the Kohen Gadol, said there was no Nazir that I was ever prepared to offer up his Korbanas. I, he felt Nazis weren't good and insincere and they were whatever, whatever their motivations were, it just wasn't appropriate. And he would never offer the Korbanas except for one. And that was a youngster who saw his reflection in the river and he saw how beautiful he was. And it like started, his Yetzirah started to get the better of him. So he says, I'm cutting off my hair in response to that. So it's, uh, there's another thing we'll, that will come up, a discussion about, are you actually allowed to cause yourself suffering? Is it, is it appropriate to deprive yourself of things in this world? We're not talking about having the second bowl of ice cream or the third piece of cake. That's not depriving, but there's Hashem's made cake and Hashem's will not made cake. Hashem's given us opportunity to experience beautiful, wonderful things in this world. And are you allowed to withhold? 
you can a similar logic that again it comes up in that discussion to regarding fasting is it positive or negative to fast is it a good thing or a bad thing and there's both sides both different perspectives to look at it different motivations and uh, that would be the that would be the underline interesting enough for Kiddush and Abdullah four cups of wine on Pesach Nazir can't have them I think he used to have, I heard that he used to have a sort of apple cider. What, obviously what he felt was Khamar Medina. But yeah, you're not allowed to have, uh, a Nazir is not allowed to have. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, it sounds from, from what I've heard about here at this Arab Hanazir, it sounds like his whole lifestyle was that very very pious ascetic uh, thing but a nausea yeah being a nausea is part of it it's very strange I don't know um, maybe give it don't do it as a vow but give it a test run for the next month being a nausea <laughs> just just careful don't take it as a vow <laughs> but don't even say it. just say I'm not doing it as a vow but I'd like to see what it's like to <laughs> yeah um Yes. So that's it. Yeah, go for that. So go for what's it? Ascetic February. <laughs> um, okay. So let's go back into. It's a it's a fascinating discussion. The, the, okay, let's call it the, the thought, the philosophy behind being a Nazi. Again, like you're saying, what's the purpose? What are you as a as a God fearing Jew? who wants to keep mitzvahs. What are you adding to your life by becoming a Nazi? Um, and secondly, yeah, when is it positive? When is it negative? Interesting enough, I mean, we also find there's certain things that we're so out of touch and sensitive to, but that's like being Tomei uh, Tohor. We run through, we go through our lives being Tomei. And we obviously say it doesn't have a detrimental effect on us. There must be some spiritual aspect that uh, Tuma um, leaves on you. That there were people who are very, very particular to live a life of Tahara, to serve in the base of Midash, to go to the base of Midash, you have to be Tahar. So there must be something in it, even though we don't feel it and don't notice at all as any spiritual, uh, we don't feel or notice that we're withheld, but maybe that's because we're so desensitized or so out of it. We're connecting to Hashem in, uh, through Tahara with purity. Again, I'm just saying, I'm just throwing that out there to think about uh, that there are things that we're not sensitive to that could be spiritually valuable, spiritual, spiritually significant. Okay, um, so now remember, as one of the main requirements for a neder is that you have to express it. If you think the neder in your mind, you're not bound for it. Yeah, maybe by tzedakah, maybe by other mitzvahs. But the general rule is if you think in your mind, it doesn't count. So to bar, nazirus. If a person thinks in his mind, I'm going to be a nazir, that doesn't count. You have to have pivalibo shovim, his heart and his mouth, his mind and his mouth on the same page. What he says is what he means. We, but, remember like we said with nadorim, there's the concept of kinuye nadorim, and Yados Nadorim. Kinuyim were literally like nicknames. Those were, instead of saying, I want bread is like a korban, or that loaf of bread is like a korban, that loaf of bread is like a koinam. Ch- ch- changes of phrases. 
And we're going to see that in our mission as well. Remember, it was a machloikets, Rabbi Yochan Reish Lokish. What's the reason a kinui is bonding? Is it because it's the word for it in another language? I, uh, I don't want Phoenician or Greek word for korban is koinam. I don't know exactly, but like that. So that's why it's bonding. Or is it because it's... Uh, um, or the other opinion was that no... The sages didn't want you to use words that people would often associate with Hashem. That's, so it's Lindir Nozil Hazil Hashem. Be a Nozil La Hashem. So they were scared that if people started taking vows to be Nozirs or vows to bring Kobanas, etc., they'd say it with Hashem's name. So they changed the word. And they said rather use these terms so that there wasn't that uh, strong association with Hashem's name. Okay, that's also. Uh, that's, uh, so that's a machlokes and what's kinuyim. And remember, yados is where you say part of the neder, but your intent is for the neder. So it's yad from the language of handle. You're just saying part of it, but it takes hold of the whole, even though you're just holding the one end of the pot, it takes hold of the whole pot. So so too with the yad. Um, so we'll see, that will come up right away. Um, important to remember also with the Yad and like we said what you say and what's in your mind have to line up so the Yad has to be clear enough it has to be clear enough it has to be apparent what you mean from your netter but that will go into a little bit on a bit more on Amud Bayes let's go uh, let's go into the Gemara now Mishnah starts, call Kinuya in Nazirus, Kinazirus. I don't know if you remember, this is basically the exact same as Nadarim started. Call, Nadarim started, call Kinuya in Nadarim, Kinadarim. Okay, but this, so this is just, uh, that's what I said, in some ways you'll feel like you haven't left. Call Kinuya in Nazirus, Kinazirus. Any Kinuya, any, let's call it a nickname, but any similar alternative term for Nazirus is a valid vowel for Nazirus. Ha'oimer ahei. Uh, now Yad, if someone says I will be, I raise a Nazir, he's, then he's a Nazir. Oh, I hey no. Or if the person says I will be beautiful, Nazir, he's a Nazir. You're gonna have to see in the Gemara that um, that uh, these uh, Yados have to be a bit more. Ex- but something has to, there has to be more than that because if I'm sitting here in this shear and I say to you guys, you know what I'm going to be? How does that imply Nazirus at all? So the is going to address that. But if you notice, so we discussed Kinuyim and we discussed Yoros. And now we mention the Kinuyim. It says, Nozik, Naziach, Paziach, Hareze, Nozir. All these phrases make a person a Nozir. They Kinuyim for the word Nozir. Hareini Kazer, Hareini Masalsel, Hareini Machalchel. Using those sort of terms, if he says, I take on myself to grow my hair long, all those terms would make him a nazir. What happens if the person says, I accept upon myself to bring birds, I to bring a bird sacrifice? Rebbe Meir says he's a nazir, and the Chachomim say he is not a nazir. Um, The uh, 
Yeah, the Gemara will explain there, Machloikis, so when someone says, I, I accept it for myself to bring the bird korban, that he's a Nazi. Just interesting enough, the. Ah, oh, pardon? Yeah, okay, so we'll see in the Gemara how they explain this Machloikis. Um, I left out an important point as we. Very interesting, and this is actually, again, similar to Nadorim. We mentioned by Nadorim that it doesn't seem to be linguistically in line with the rest of Shas. Nazir has that same phenomenon. It doesn't seem to linguistically have certain phrases, certain words that are different to what they would normally be in the rest of Shas. So we, as we mentioned, I'm trying to think, we said Nazir, Nadorim, uh, what was the other one? Ushkalim was in Bavli. Um, but in the Bavli, it's Me'ila, I think it's Me'ila. I'm trying to remember which Masechta. There are a few Masechtas that have this different language and they're not actually the normal language. Big discussion why. Some assert that it was basically Rav Ashi's first draft and he didn't get round to doing the second draft, which the rest of Shas is the second draft. Some assert, for whatever reason, these Masechtas weren't really learned by the sages shortly after Ravashi, the Savarayim or and therefore it didn't get that final edit or more mistakes crept in. That's another reason. So it's, it's a fascinating discussion why we found these a few select Masechtas that, have these, that are, do not seem to line up with the rest of us. And interesting enough, also, the main commentary that we would normally call Rashi or is in the place of Rashi also seems to not be Rashi. Many assert that it was the Rivan. That's either a grandchild or a student of Rashi. It was a student, but many assert it's that. A few other opinions of who it really is, but it's not, not Rashi, which is again quite uh, surprising. Um, but so this commentary, the the Mephoresh, you know, we, I don't think we'll call him Rashi, but he's uh, referred to by some as the Mephoresh. He brings very interestingly just regarding these terms of. Uh, of Kinuyim. It says, firstly, if you're going to say, like Rachel Locke said, it's the foreign languages, why bring, if you're going to say, like, the opinion that it's the language that Chachomim chose, okay, we understand why it mentions these ones. These were terms the sages pushed in, I guess, uh, snuck into the vernacular of the Jews that they use instead of saying, I will be a Nazir, they say, I will be a Nozik. Instead of saying, I'll be a Nozir, they say, I'll, I'll be a Noziach, etc. But if you learn that they, the languages of the world, then why are these examples? So someone is saying, because since they're so similar, even if you don't really know what you're saying, they count as Nazirus. But I thought, okay, but that's an interesting discussion. If, why doesn't it bring the Afrikaans term, or the, I don't know, the French term, the, the German term, uh, it's, uh, the Greek term, maybe one of these is one of those languages, but that's... Uh, why not? But why these examples? Um, but the Mephoresh here brings a very interesting chat. If you notice, they're very, very similar. It says, take the word Nozik. Now look, the only difference is the Kuf. Take the Lan out of the Kuf, and it's a Reish. Nozir. If you look at Naziach, similarly with Naziach. The only difference between Nazir and Naziach is the Ches. If you take this, the left leg of the Ches away, it says Nazir. Um, Paziach, there you need two changes. You need to take out the middle of the pay and the left leg of the ches, and you end up with the word Nazir. So he says they're very, very similar, even uh, 
not only in the way you say them, but even in the way they're written. That they're very similar to the word Nazir. I thought that was quite interesting um, in that. Okay, let's go into the Gemara now. Once we're in the middle of Seder Noshim, why don't you bring in Nazir? Remember, Seder Noshim, we have six Adorim in Shas. And Seder Noshim is to do with marriage and divorce and uh, those sort of contracts, those laws. So why is Nazir, which is equally applicable to men and women and seems to have nothing to do with marriage, in Seder Noshim? Before we go into the answer, before we discuss this a bit further, why would you, what, what Seder should you put it in? You want to tell me it shouldn't be here, what, where should it be? So the Rosh, interestingly enough, says it should be in Kodshim. Because one of the key discussions around Nazirus is the, bring, the beginning, of, the bringing of the Karbanas. So he actually says that it should be inside Seder Kodshim. So why is it in Oshim? Now the Rosh asks, granted in Maseches Sota, it discusses the order. It says, if you notice in Ksubos, there was a, one of the reasons for divorce or without paying off the Ksuba was um, Nadorim. And there was a Perek, what was it? I don't remember the exact name, but it was Kolkin, um, Anoider or something to do with Neder. So then we go into Nadorim. Nadorim is also very focused in, uh, rooted in its connection between Hafora, remember a husband or a wife annulling the neder, the whole parish of Nadorim is discussed in the language of a woman taking a vow to Nadorim, then Nazir flows on from Nadorim, it's a type of neder and that's connected to Soita because as we'll see now, one of the first lines of, uh, one of the reasons that a Nazir would become a we'll discuss this a bit more soon, one of the reasons a person would become a Nazir is in response to seeing a, a Soita um, but Back to, so, so that the Rosh asks, haven't, don't we ask this question elsewhere? And he basically says, no. That's discussing the order. To tell me the order, you first have to explain to me why it has to be there. Once you've told me it should be there, then you can discuss the order. So that's what the Gemara's question now. Why is it here? It says, no, Tana Krokai, he's following the Pesach. It says, If a man's wife doesn't find favor in his eyes because he found her to be promiscuous. And this is what he's saying. Me Gorim Lola Aveira. So and then it goes on to discuss a woman who's an adultera and to do with the soita. Remember, an adultera is called the soita. We often refer to the soita as a suspected adultery, but that adultery says, "Oh, me Gorim Lola Aveira. What caused her to do the Aveira?" Yayin one. The Kaamar Kol Aroyle Soita Bikil Kola Yazir Atmo Mina Yayin. Anyone who saw the soita in her disgrace will take a Yazir, will take a Neder to be a Nazir, so that he doesn't drink wine. So we see there's a very strong connection between the shock of seeing a woman who was promiscuous the thing and becoming a nazir. And uh, as wine often leads to these things. Again, interesting enough, we were discussing about, uh, in our discussion of uh, nazir and why we do it, is it a good thing or a bad thing to be a nazir? And we found the discussion, the same thing by wine. Is it a good thing or a bad thing to drink wine? Obviously, it depends on the context and how much and how often and what your motivation is, but that would be, there would be a very negative reason regarding drinking wine. Okay, Pesach, but you know, now the Gemara is going to just go into, and so now we know why Nazir is here, because we're going to teach Soita, and one of the responses, the reactions that a person, maybe even a gut reaction that a person might have to seeing a Soita, would be to 
become a Nazir. Um, now we're going to analyze the Mishnah. If you notice, the Mishnah started off by saying, Kol Kinuye Nazirus are like Nazirus. And then it goes on to the Yados. And then it goes back to what the Kinuyim are. Nazik, Naziach, etc. So the Gemara asks, it says, Posa Pekinuyim of Farish Yados. It starts off discussing Kinuyim and then it explains what Yados are. How does that work? So Amarova, Ve'itema, Kedi, Rava said, and some say it's Kedi. Kedi is either an anonymous sage or his name is Kedi. So, so Rava said, and some said it was Kedi. Chasura Master of Ahachitani. The mission is missing a line and it's teaching as follows. Kol Kinuyim Nazirus Kinazirus. Vyadas Nazirus Kinazirus. All Kinuyim Nazirus count as Nazirus, and so too Yodas. This is the phrase you have to add in. And so too Yodas on Nazirus count like Nazirus. And then it explains what noises are, what yodos, what what yad counts as a vow to be a nozu. Hey, if someone says I will be, haraze nozu. If someone says I will be, he is a nozu. So that's uh, so now we now the mission makes more sense because we filled in that phrase. Okay, kinuyim are like are valid terms for nazirus. Yodos of valid terms for Nazirus, and then it discuss what Yodos are. So Gemara asks, Ah, Beliferich Kinui Beresha. We should discuss Kinui Beresha. Let's say Kinuim are A, and and Yodos are B. So it should go A B, and then explain A and explain B. But how does our Mishnah structure? It's A B, B A. So as he says, says no. You're right. What it's just mentioned is what it goes on to explain first. Could it none? And I'll show you a few other examples in Mishnah that we do this. Says Bama Madlikim Madlikim. What are you allowed to use to light with on Shabbos, and what are you not allowed to use it to light with on Shabbos? Umaforish ain't madlikim beresha, and then it starts with ain't madlikim. Bama tomdim, bama ain't tomdim. Umaforish ain't tomdim beresha. What are you allowed to insulate with? What are you not allowed to insulate with? And then it starts with. Um, what you're not allowed to insulate with. Then it says, What is a woman? Um, what can a woman carry out on Shabbos and what she's not allowed to carry? And it first says what she's not allowed to carry out with. So, so we see three cases where you're not allowed to, where, where it has that structure of A, B, B, A. Of a hot line, but we learned in the Mishnah by my Bahami Yotzah, by my Eni Yotzah, Mephoresh Yotzah, Gomel Beresha. Another Mishnah does it the other way. It says, it's first as A, then B, and then describes A. So don't tell me that that's the structure of the Mishnah. So the answer says, no, Yesh Noich. And another example of this, where we go back to explain A first, it says, Yesh Noich Liman Chilin. The people who inherit, and if they would die first, they would also bequeath to that person. They're those who inherit from people but would never bequeath to them. Sorry, sorry, I skipped the line. They're people who would bequeath to a person but they would never inherit from that person. And they're those who would, they're relative, they're people who never uh, inherit or bequeath. And then it first explains, those who, there are those, it first explains the ones who inherit nor um, inherit and bequeath. So again, that's the structure of A. Well, that's A, B, C, D, and it goes and explains A first. 
So, so again, why is our Mishnah structured as it, as it does? So, You're right. It teaches in both styles, both ways. However, by the Isurim of Shabbos, the first three cases we mentioned, where the Isur is on himself, something he is or is not allowed to do, it first explains the forbidden aspect. Since a person takes that seriously, that's, I guess, it's more, in a way, more significant to him to discuss that first. In regards to the fourth case we mentioned, which is what is an animal allowed to wear when it walks out on Shabbos? Remember, an animal's not allowed to do work on Shabbos for you, so there's certain things it can't walk out with. So what is the animal? Since it's the animal that brings about the Isur, not as uh, directly relevant to a person, so it first explains what the animal is allowed, what the animal is allowed to go out with. Similarly, by the Mishnah of inheritance, at first discusses the primary form of inheritance. What's the primary form of inheritance? Is the son inheriting his father. And that works both ways. The son would inherit the father. And if the son dies before the father, then the father would inherit the son. So, Rather here, it's to explain. So, so once we see that they're both these ways, and we've given reasons why some Mishnahs would be in the structure of A, B, B, A, and some Mishnahs would be in the structure of A, B, A, B, I first giving the options and then correspondingly A, B give the explanations, and some Mishnahs are no, it gives the explanation for, it uh, gives it points out A, points out B, and gives the explanation for B and then A. You've got to explain why the different Mishnahs are like that. So why is our Mishnah in its structure? Here it opens by saying that a Kinu is like, an, like is a valid vowel for Nizirus. So tell that one first. So explain that one first. Why does it explain Yodos first? No, it says, The reason is as follows. Yodos hold the Asian lay midrasha chavivin lay. Yodos are learned out from a drosha. This was mentioned right at the beginning, uh, towards the beginning of um, Nidori. I'm not going to go into now the source, but this that a yad works is learned out from a drosha. So he's excited about it and therefore he wants to teach it first. Remember, as we said, normally you would expect that your what you express is a direct reflection of what you're thinking. A yad is an incomplete expression. So this, that it counts as for a Nazirus or for a Neder, is a Chirush, and therefore the Tana, learnt out from a Drosha, therefore the Tana teaches it first. Okay, so fine. You want to teach Yados first, then start the mission with Yados. Why don't you start the mission with Kinuyim? Teach Yados, Nazirus are like Nazirus, Kinuyim and Nazirus are like Nazirus, and then explain Yados. Why teach Kinuyim and then Yados, and then explain Yados? So he says, no. Tana ki matchil matchil ba'ika korban. No. When the Tan is starting off, he wants to start with the primary case that you'd have to bring a korban. I remember, as we point out, kinuyim are very, very similar to an actual phrase of the actual neder to be a nazir. And therefore, that's when the parasha of nazir is discussed. And it's saying you have to bring a korban, so he'll mention that first. Because that's more, let's call it fundamental. Whereas, regarding the explanation, yadas come first. 
And now the Gemara is going to discuss, says, If someone says, I will be, he is a Nazir. Person sitting there and he says, I will be. You're telling me that means he'll be a Nazir. Maybe it means he will have be in a fast. He will accept upon himself to fast. Why do you see... Um, Why do you say it means he'll be a nazir? So Amar Shmuel can't show you a nazir over the front of the case must be where a nazir is walking past him. Oh, if the nazir is walking past him, he says, "I will be." That makes it our assumption is very apparent what he means. Now remember what to understand this next subject. I don't know if you remember from Nidorim, but we define there's two levels of clearness. There's a yad that is mochiach, yadai mochichos, very clear based on the context what he means even though again it's a partial declaration I will be it's very clear from the context what he'll be everyone agrees that's a valid yad a valid neder valid mezirut however it's what's called the yadayim she'ayinu mechichos it's more likely but it's not clearly apparent and obviously if it can be 50-50 then it doesn't count interestingly enough the run the points out there's actually no such uh, maybe I don't know if it's the right word, but basically in this context, there's no such thing as a sofek nazirus vow. If someone takes a vow that's 50-50, it could mean nazirus, could mean something else, or it's not clear that his terms binding. Sofek nazirus lahatel, you go lenient. It doesn't count as a. You don't say, well, he's a doubtful nazir since he used the doubtful term as a doubtful nazir. He's not a nazir. So that's in, so that's important to be aware of. But either way, so he's either is or isn't a nazir, but. So the Gomorrah points out, We see that Shmuel holds that a Yad that is not clear is not a valid Yad. Now why is that? So the, the Rosh explains that um, the uh, Yad uh, let me just think one second. Oh, because if a person says, I will be it sounds more likely they want to affect a change on themselves. They're doing something to themselves. So he more likely means, and we gave two options. When a person says, I will be, what are the two options? They're saying they'll be a nausea or that they'll fast. More likely that he wants to undergo the change to himself, the new uh, position of being a nausea, than to accept it upon himself. So he says, so already, if a person just says, I will be, it leans slightly to, I will be a nozu. By the fact that Shmuel says, we must be discussing a case where a nozu walks in front of him, we see Shmuel says it needs to be a very clear yad. A yadai mochichos. And therefore a yad that is not. So Omri then answered, no, bismanche nozu over the front of Lake Elisfuke. I'm going to explain it according to the Rosh. doesn't make sense. Or maybe there are other explanations, but to just read it on the surface doesn't make sense. It says, no. At a time when a nozu is walking before him, there's still a doubt the Mil Sakrisi he might actually mean to go too fast. Aye. It's much more apparent that he means to be a Nazir if there's a Nazir walking in front of him and he says I will be. But it's not conclusive. He might also actually mean he wants to be in a fast. Aval however, Vadai and certainly in a case a Nazir of where the Nazir is not walking in front of him. Maybe he's saying he, he wants to be in a fast. I, what the Gemara is revising and saying, no, maybe when a person says, I will be, that's really hardly apparent either way. When a person, there's a Nazir walking in front of him and he says, I will be, that's 
not definitely apparent, but more apparent that he means to be a Nazir. And that's what the Gemara is saying. Um, so I will be with a Nazir walking in front of him is more apparent that he wants to be a Nazir and therefore it counts as Nazirus. And again, that would mean that Shmuel holds if the expression is not, if the Yad is not 100% clear, it's still a valid Yad. But maybe when the Nazir is walking in front of him and says, I will be... He doesn't mean, I will be a Nazir. He means, I take on myself. I will be responsible for that Nazir's korbanos. Are you right? When a Nazir is walking in front of him and he says, I will be, he most likely is referring to something to do with a Nazir. And we're happy and we agree with that. But who says it's the aspect of he himself being a Nazir? Maybe it means the person walking in front of him. So he says, no, the Ka'amar Belibo, he told us what he meant in his heart. Well, if he told us what he means, what's the significance? He says, I will be. And you ask him, what was your narrow when you said, I will be? He says, no, I meant I will be a Nazir. Well, then it's so obvious that. He says, no, what would you have thought? You need his mouth and his heart to be on the same page. He comes to teach us that this counts as I again. So, Interesting. We're playing with the levels of, as we know, a netter has to be pivoli boshavim. His expression has to match his intent. Intent by itself, something that he just thinks is nothing. A yad is playing on the boundary of those of those two extremes between clearly expressing and no expression at all. Now, so where the expression is strong enough that it leans one way, he can clarify it with his mind. Even though with the expression alone, it's not enough. If he just says, I will be, a Nazir is walking in front of him, and he says, I will be, it's a sophic. Does he mean I'll be a Nazir? I'll be responsible for the Korbanos. Not enough. But it's enough of a Yad that we now know he's talking about Nazirus, that if he tells us with his mind, it's considered Pivali Moshavim. Whereas when that Nazir is not walking in front of him, then it's not even close enough to be a Nazir to count as a Yad that gets the process started. So it seems that's something we have to, uh, I guess, work on understanding, but getting the clear definition or being able to pinpoint what point do we say it's a... I mean, that's what the Sukhi is doing, helping us with. At what point do we say the expression matches his intent or... The expression doesn't indicate intent at all. And there's the midpoint where the expression's good enough that where he clarifies what he meant, that's a considered a real expression. Let's just do... Yeah, let's quickly finish the page. Uh, hey, no, Nazir, if he says, I will be beautiful, he means I'll be a Nazir. He says, oh, Dilma, I know Elefano Bermitzvah. Maybe he's saying, I want to beautify, glorify myself with mitzvahs. What is... Um, just um, to be beautiful, to be handsome, is referring to growing his hair long. He's saying, I adorn myself. So he says you adorn yourself with being beautiful, with being a Nazir, with growing your hair long. Maybe he means with uh, mitzvahs. So Kedatanya, as we learned in the Bible, says, Ekele Vehu. We see that term used. This is my God and I will glorify him. Honor the fun of the mitzvahs. Beautify yourself before him in mitzvahs. How do you do that? It's a... The font of sukkah, no, I'll make a beautiful sukkah, lulav no, 
buyer a beautiful lulav. Tzitzis no, I have beautiful tzitzis. I'll write a beautiful Sefer Torah and wrap it in beautiful cloths. So what do we see? That when a person says, I will beautify myself, it's equally likely he's saying, I want to put more effort into doing mitzvahs in a beautiful way. As he's saying, I want to beautify myself, I'm becoming an Ozir. So it shouldn't count. So this is, Omer Shmuel Shetofos Besa'ar of Omer Anoi. He's holding on his hair and he says, I will be beautiful. There he's clearly referring to his hair, to growing his hair and being a Nazir. Okay, very foreign to us because I think Nazir is not in our... Never, never in, for the next two months it will be strongly in our thoughts, but in general Nazirus is not something that's in our forefront. So even someone holding their hair and saying, I want to be beautiful, they either mean they want to get a haircut or they want to grow their hair long, but I don't mean Nazir, but in those days it seems it was more indicative of that. Interesting enough, the Shittu Mukubetsis discusses, I'm not going to go into the details now, but if you notice in the first case there had to be a Nazir walking in front of him and he had to say I will be and he even had to clarify what he meant by telling us what he meant uh, and in this case when he's holding on to his hair that's significant enough if he's holding on to his hair and says I will be a Nazir that's significant enough for it to be a Yad if a Nazir is walking in front of him it seems to make no difference if a Nazir is walking in front of him and says ah, I will beautify myself seems that doesn't make him a nausea. guess because there he equally could mean beautify myself for mitzvahs or beautify myself as a nausea. And therefore, it wouldn't make a difference. He would have to be holding his hair. Okay, we'll leave it there for today. A very good day. And yeah, enjoy the new yeah.